This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with a hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to our show in my new studio. Only Tony can see that, but it's wires, wires everywhere. It looks just, just like you know Dan Patrick's new studio. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to know, tonight you're called resourceful spokesperson. Just whatever that means. Just take it for what it is. You know, it always asks me to put my name in and I refuse because I, I want to see what new name I'm going or what new uh, title I'm going to receive. It's a good title. I like it. I, I think you should definitely stick. They're always interesting. I say that every week, but they're always interesting. And I think it's important that uh, I share what they are. So. I titled this whole episode, It's Hard to Say I'm Sorry, and I don't mean from our standpoint. Um, so a lot of things have happened over since we last recorded. We didn't record last week because I was moving again, um, but I think I'm in my semi-permanent location at this point. It might look a little different as time goes on. But a couple things happened uh, recently, um, and I want to start, this wasn't the plan, but our illustrious Governor Tom Wolf. Um, <laughs> He and he and his director of what is she the health and human services? Doctor Levine. I always forget Levine. what uh, her title is. Yeah, she's something director about of something with health. Czar of the Secretary of Health. Secretary of Health. Go, Secretary of Health. <laughs> I'm really searching for the name, and it's just Secretary of Health. Uh, so yesterday in the state of Pennsylvania, he ordered the edict that uh, everyone needs to wear a mask when they are not in their home. Okay. Um, I, I debate whether or not he can enforce this edict, but that's what he's done, and we'll, we'll live with the consequence of that. It wasn't so much that he said that. It was what he said in defense of his executive order. And again, I want to stress, executive order, not law, not voted on by anybody other than a party of one, him, and interestingly, signed by Dr. Levine. I didn't know secretaries of health could do executive orders because they're not executives, but okay. So here's what he said, and, and I want to parse this when we get to it, but this mask wearing order is essential to stopping the recent increase in COVID-19 cases we have seen in Pennsylvania. Those hotspots can be traced to situations where Pennsylvanians were not wearing masks or practice socially dis practicing social distancing. Two practices that must be adhered to if we want to maintain the freedoms we have in place under our reopening. There's so much in that two-sentence statement. First one is we've seen an increase in COVID-19 cases. Yeah, no kidding. It, it, no kidding because we're still testing. So he assumed that if we didn't see it before, then obviously it wasn't there. It's only because people weren't adhering to his edicts. But the last part is the part that infuriates me the most. About freedom. Ma maintaining the freedoms we have in place under our reopening. Again, he didn't give us the freedoms, so he can't take away the freedoms. That's the part I'm struggling with. This man seems to think that he gave us the Declaration of Independence in the Constitution, and he can take them away just as easy as he gave them to us, which he did not. Well, so, well I'm but bothered. You're assuming that he thinks at all about the Declaration sure of Independence not. or the Constitution. I'm sure he doesn't. Th those, those, those documents do not come into play in any of his 
analysis. But I, I want you to go back to what was the second sentence that he said before he got to the freedoms? Those hotspots can be traced back to situations where Pennsylvanians were not wearing masks or practicing social distancing. Now, here's my my um, curious George question. Can you think of any other recent events that have been taking place across the country, including in Pennsylvania? Um, I'm not sure. I, I know in certain areas in central PA, we're not exactly a, a metropolis, but certainly in Philadelphia, certainly New York, Atlanta, go down the list, Chicago, LA. Can you think of any other things that were going on where, where let's say thousands upon thousands of people were not engaged in social distancing and wearing masks? Uh, Justin Bieber concerts. That I think is a close second. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously the BLM like, stuff. It, and you yeah, say that, so, I'm going to so say this here, ironically. Here's the point that I made yeah. before, which is people now, like our exquisitely woke governor, uh, Mr. Wolf, and all other woke governors like Cuomo and the rest of them, now that they have made it clear that they don't care anything about the science or the pandemic because they all had nothing to say at all. In fact, the only thing they had to say about the thousands of people thronging streets everywhere, not wearing masks, yelling, rioting, looting, not safely distancing was hooray. Hooray, yay, let me walk with the protesters. So when you do things like that where you politicize brazenly, infuriatingly politicize something that just weeks before you were telling the people that you really don't care about, you know, the, the annoying red state truck drivers and restaurant owners and carpenters, uh, the people that actually build things in this country and ship things and make things that they were risking everyone's life by selfishly protesting a lockdown that has destroyed many people's livelihoods. When you when take you that, that position, position towards, towards a certain group, certain group of people, people and then and completely then ignore, ignore a far, a far more significant, significant display, display of, of defying all of your so-called so safety edicts, and then and march then right march back, back into claiming that we're now all wearing masks <laughs> because we have to be <laughs> safe, mm-hmm. no one no should one listen should to you. You have no you credibility. Have no credibility. You, have you have wasted it all because you are purely a political actor. And so when you expect people to now take anything that you say seriously about this pandemic, forget about it. And so I don't blame anyone for not listening to a single thing that comes out of the mouth of Governor Wolf or Dr. Levine going forward because they've demonstrated themselves not to be good faith actors, but to be political actors, ideologues who really base their positions on quote unquote science on which side of the political divide one is on. You, you bring up Dr. Levine. And those of you not in the state of Pennsylvania don't have the pleasure of seeing Dr. Levine on a regular basis. But this is what Dr. Levine said. While cases increase in some areas, we cannot become complacent. My mask protects you and your mask protects me. Wearing a mask shows that you care about others and you are committed to protecting the lives of those around you. Oh, you know what? I actually love that. I love that for its unintentional honesty. Read that again. Wearing a mask shows that you care about others. And that is a classic, a classic explanation, which is essentially, look at me, look how virtuous I am by wearing this mask. I care about others. Now, it doesn't actually demonstrate that you're going to prevent others from getting the virus, but it shows that I care. And that's the most important thing. 
<laughs> and don't you love that stuff? I mean, that, that was what I'm getting very frustrated with the, because they, they cite Dr. Fauci is he's saying we might sh- should probably wear masks and nothing's going to open. And there's increased cases. Again, I keep hearing, I heard from the governor of Rhode Island. I heard from the governor, Tom Wolf, heard some other governors say, we cannot fully reopen until there's a cure. Well, but well, that, that actually that seems, seems to be, to be so the other so point, the other about, point this, about this, when they, when talk, they about talk about there are increased, there are increased cases, first of all, first of all that, is that is entirely expected. expected. Yep. This, 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 this magical, magical thinking that somehow there somehow wasn't going to be increased cases, cases. The, virus the virus is still there. Is still there. We, sheltered we sheltered in place, place we shut everything down, and why, Chad? What was the rationale that was provided? Flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. And you know what? That makes sense. Everyone went along with that. The idea was we don't want to overburden the healthcare healthcare system system with thousands thousands of people people all flocking flocking for critical critical care care at the same time, time, uh, which would paralyze us and then prevent prevent people from being treatable. Guess what? what? We did that successfully, but somehow somehow, the goalposts now now have been been shifted shifted to to essentially, we need to wait until there's a cure. Well, that's not coming. That's not coming. And so when you so say, when you oh, say, there's oh, been, there's been, there's been this, there's rapid, this increase rapid increase in cases. In yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. People are now, out, are and now out and about. There are going there to be going more to be people more that people contract, contract the virus because that's how, that's viruses, how viruses work. work. The, relevant the relevant information that I would want to know before we have, we some, have some knee-jerk, knee-jerk edict from on high about now we must all wear masks is, okay, how many of those cases are asymptomatic? How many of those cases cases are requiring requiring hospitalization? hospitalization. Where Where are these cases? Are Are more of them? Again, I think 70%, more than 70% of nationwide fatalities, I think that number number is very close close to what it is, have occurred occurred in skilled skilled nursing nursing facilities. facilities. This is is of all the total fatalities across the country, around 70% of them in those in locations, those because these are the most vulnerable people with comorbidities. And unfortunately, and unfortunately these are places, places where, where in many states, states like, like with the uh, sainted, sainted Governor, Governor Cuomo, Cuomo, sick people sick were people sent to the most, to the most vulnerable, vulnerable people, people, and many, and of, them many of them died, died in increasing, increasing numbers. numbers. So, so when you when say you we say need to wear masks because there's more cases, well, the fact that there's more cases is expected and means nothing. What we really need to be tracking is how many of those cases are significant, where are they, are there people, are there that, people are, that are hospitalized? Are hospitalized? And, then and then maybe make, make some decisions about certain about areas, areas of, of hmm, maybe localized, maybe localized in this area, we need to change the rules. The rules. But, this but this one size fits, fits all, everyone, everyone needs to go outside and wear their masks, masks is, completely is completely absurd. absurd. It's arbitrary. arbitrary. And again, these, these people have forfeited any credibility that they might have had by their antics previously, which had nothing to do with science. Correct. I want to read something that a friend sent me and asked me to talk about it on the show. And I think it's been making the rounds. I don't think my friend actually came up with this, but I want to read this and get your reaction. They said, I used to think I was pretty much just a regular person, but then again, I was born white into a two-parent household, which now makes me privileged, racist, and responsible for slavery. I'm a fiscal and moral conservative, which by today's standards makes me a fascist because I plan and budget. But now I find that I'm not here because I earned it, but because I was advantaged. I'm not a Muslim, which makes me an infidel. I believe in the Second Amendment, which makes me a threat to the liberals, and I subsequently get labeled as being part of a militia. I'm older than 50, making me a useless person with outdated ideas and values. I think, reason, and I doubt much of what the mainstream media tells me, which makes me a right-wing conspiracy nut. I'm proud of my heritage and our inclusive American culture, making me a xenophobe. I believe in hard work, fair play, and fair compensation according to each individual's merits, which today makes me targets of socialist and Antifa. 
I think males and females should go to the restroom based on their birth sex, so I'm labeled a sexist. I believe our system guarantees freedom of effort, not freedom of outcome or subsidies, which makes me a borderline sociopath. I believe in a strong defense and protection of American America for and by all citizens now making me a militant. I am proud of our flag, which what it stands for, that many who died to let fly, thus I stand and salute during our national anthem, so I must be a racist. I kneel only for the cross and my fallen brothers and sisters, which makes me a racist. I think the Confederate monuments around our country symbolize history, so I'm labeled as having hate in my heart when some are suddenly offended by their presence, which have been in plain view for years. I'm labeled racist when thinking that erasing the history Erasing of history will potentially cause us to repeat the problems. I think that all lives matter, which also makes me as a racist. I think the riots and destruction of property around our country is wrong and is just an excuse to push a political agenda. So again, I'm labeled a racist. I support our cops, which also labels me as a racist. What a trend, right? I question how fear is being used to control us for political gain during COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm labeled careless and unsympathetic. Liberals have tried to make me feel bad about who I am. Based on everything above, some want me to believe I'm a bad person. I'm not. I'm a good person who loves my country. How do you feel about that? No, oh, I mean, I, there, I, may there may be a few things in there that I, I would quibble with or say are overstated. Or overstated but look, look, that's essentially, essentially uh, whoever wrote whoever that wrote is correct, correct in terms of how uh, the left in this country would view anyone that holds those holds those positions that that. Less than, Less than you know, you know, 24, 24 hours, hours ago were not controversial, and now, uh, yeah. if you if you publicly express many of those things, you will no longer have a job. You will be attacked on social media. You will be doxxed. Uh, you will be hounded essentially from the public square if you're anyone of any notoriety. You just can't you can't say these things. So we're we're in a place where uh, this you know we've talked about this. Over the, Over years, the years, that, that this, this this sort of I call it the mini Maoists, right? This very coercive, uh, soft totalitarianism that is rampant in the academy. And what we've seen now is that has it exploded now, and it is it's not just limited to the faculty lounge. Uh, it is in every corporate boardroom. It is. I mean, it's been in Hollywood for decades, right? But it has spread to the point where. Uh, uh, these people these that have people had these had views that were somehow, somehow in some respects, in some respects isolated, isolated, meaning they were in, they were in they certain were in areas, areas, they're in the media, they're in the academy, academy. but this has now this become, become uh, exploded, exploded into, into, it essentially, it essentially controls, controls our culture. Our culture. And, and, it's and, a, and it's a, it is a it's small a group small of people, people who have outsized influence because they have media megaphones and it's going to require people to have the courage to stand up to this stuff because the more that people do what, let's say, Drew Drew Brees does, and, and I admire Drew Brees, but unfortunately, the more people kowtow to this and issue these sort of uh, struggle session apologies, right? The these sort of, I've been re-educated, I've seen the error of my ways, the more these people are emboldened. So what it's going to require is someone writing something like that that says, I refuse to apologize uh, for the things that I believe, for my uh, patriotism, for having, listen, and we're entitled to have reasonable disagreements in this country, but that has been out in the current cultural moment. And I'm not sure when this is going to stop. I don't know that it is going to stop. I, I think there's an, again, the, the Rahm Emanuel, never let a good crisis go to waste. I think from that side of the aisle, they believe this is the perfect opportunity to get everything on their wish list that they could not get otherwise and couch it in. We're trying to protect you. We're trying to uh, help you. Somehow it's going to benefit you, even though, there's absolutely no way I can show that it's going to benefit you. It, just trust me, it's going to benefit you. We, we know better than you. And I think I think people were locked down in their houses for months. 
and I believe most of them are saying, I'm not, I'm not on board with what you're talking about. I mean, I, I was interacting with some people today and they, they basically said, I don't want to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't care to wear a mask. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm supposed to say you're supposed to wear a mask, but what am I going to do? You know, they don't want the service. That's fine. They can walk away, but I just don't see businesses. This was the governor of Rhode Island saying to people, just stick with me a little bit longer. We're going to lick this and you're going to be able to go back to your lives as soon as we get a cure. But these are businesses going to her saying, we don't have a business. It, it's gone because you've shut us down. I got well, yeah, that, that statement in and of itself. Stick with me a little longer until we have a cure is inherently nonsensical. Because it's not he has even no possible. way of saying it's a little little while longer. Does he have a timetable for when there's going to be a vaccine? What he's really saying is allow me to force you to continue to lock yourself in your homes and to have your business spiral into bankruptcy and non-existence. And you just need to trust me. And again, all of you people have squandered that trust. What have you done to demonstrate that you are deserving of any of that trust? Nothing. Nothing. If you had the trust prior to the George Floyd protest and the BLM, you don't now, as you said earlier with governor Wolf, you can't stand there with a straight face and expect me to believe what you're saying when you didn't care. And you were marching with the protesters. You can't Bill de Blasio, Andrew Cuomo, governor Wolf. You can't sit there with and tell me I should socially distance as you're marching in crowds of thousands to, for a political purpose. Now, you can believe in the political purpose. That's fine. But you can't tell me I can't go to a business when you're congregating with thousands. You know, the church we used to attend, 320 people max in an auditorium that seats about 1,400. Okay? What is the difference there than if they're marching in the street? Is because it's outside? Is that, is that the only no, difference is, we can come and, up with? And that's what people see, is that none of this is based on anything other than uh, pure executive, you know, overreach in, in terms of they're just they're just making this up as they go along. And that would be bad enough, but they're making up it as, as they go along and applying different rules to favored groups and disfavored groups. Right. And so you, again, you look at Cuomo. So Cuomo, here's a guy who will, who not, will accept not accept responsibility. responsibility. Okay, first of all, first he's, been, of all, he's lauded been lauded by the media, by the media held up held as the exemplar of, of responsible, responsible leadership. leadership. Yet, Yet he, he, I think, I think almost, almost inarguably, inarguably, when you when look you at what is going on in New York, in New York uh, has, been has been responsible, has been the been worst. worst. And that, by the way, that's a very low bar. The worst governor in terms of handling this. And again, he affirmatively required sick people with COVID who had tested positive to be put in skilled nursing facilities. Now, you have the media daily accusing Donald Trump of having blood on his hands for, I don't know, eating a cheeseburger during a cabinet meeting or whatever. And yet, meanwhile, you have a governor who issued an order directing sick people to be placed in the worst possible locations. 
And you haven't, and have you heard a peep from anyone, from any, all of our guardians at the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN? Had this been Greg Abbott or some Republican governor, I've said this before, they would be calling for the attorney general and the Department of Justice to bring them up on murder, federal charges for some kind of murder, intentional murder, state and federal charges. And meanwhile, this guy still does his, uh, you know, two, two brothers act on CNN with Chris. <laughs> talking about <laughs> apple pie recipes and how he somehow done a good job. The other thing is, and we should probably talk about this, in the aftermath now of the lawlessness that has swept through all these American cities, again, enabled and encouraged by these same blue state governors and mayors and city councils, you are now seeing a huge increase, a huge spike in crime, violent crime, homicides in places like New York City, Minneapolis, Atlanta, Seattle, all of the places that have permitted this stuff. How And what I want someone from the media to ask, they never will, is how is any of this helping black lives? Right? Any of this? Yes, exactly. What's, what's going to change because of Not even what's going to change. New York's murder rate is through the roof, right? They're going back to, Yeah, they will soon be back to the pre-Giuliani bad old days, only worse, because now what's happening is it's not just a question of not prosecuting and not policing, but the cops are so demoralized. They're done. There, no sane person in this environment would want to sign up to be a police officer. Why would you do that? I, I would not. Let's let's talk about that for a second. So uh, Chaz has been chopped. Finally, someone with a backbone stood up and said, uh, we're not going to do this anymore. My question is, what took so long and Wait, who, why who now? Wait, who is the vertebrate that you identified that had a backbone? I, I, well, Chaz is no more. So somebody had to make a decision. Right. Well, eventually what happened is was. the mayor, the, the good old mayor, I think her name is Durkin, um, discovered, discovered that, oh, the summer, oh, the summer of love has turned into, into the summer of murder. Oh, yeah, um, that's it. And, and realized, realized mm, she, also she also didn't like the like fact that, that the protesters, see, 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 what she, what she didn't, didn't realize, realize and none of them realize is the mob really doesn't, doesn't care if you're their friend. Right. So the mob, the mob, the mob who only wants, wants to destroy, couldn't care less if you're a progressive in good standing, showed up at her house, led by apparently one of the sitting city council women. Leading, leading, leading the, leading, and of course and the of course mayor was aghast, was aghast and appalled. How could, How could you show, show up at my residence, residence threaten uh, my safety? safety? It's, like, it's like, yeah, welcome, welcome to the to world that you created, lady. lady. And, so and so now, now she, she has admitted, admitted yes, yes, our little our experiment, experiment in, uh, you know, Lord, Lord of the Flies, flies is, is not working well. And so we're going to go back to actually having law and order. But it's pretty difficult to put that genie entirely back in the bottle. So it goes back to the, Thing I read earlier. When we refuse, when you take a look at history, and this goes out to our buddy, you actually have to learn from history. And, and taking down a monument or removing it from a textbook doesn't mean it didn't happen. It doesn't mean because I don't know about it, it didn't happen. So you talked about the mob. The most infamous mob in history is the French Revolution. And it daily, the people who are in charge got turned on by the mob and destroyed. So it seems shocking to me that they wouldn't understand this in Seattle or other places, but they never seem to learn from this. They always seem to think if we give them some bigger boogeyman, 
They'll go after that and it won't bother us. But that's not true because eventually they turn on you. The longer they, they sit there and fester, the worse they become. I did see that they, a guy got shot in Chaz. They wouldn't allow the police into or the ambulance to get him out, and now he's threatening to sue the city of Seattle because he was a protester who got shot by his own people, and they wouldn't yeah. let him in to, to get to the hospital. I'm like, huh. And the fire department was called on two different occasions, and they wouldn't enter because, you know, it's a war zone there. But we're so supposed to – you still want the services that you say you're autonomous from, except when you don't want them. And then we're just supposed to go away until you want us again. That's That sounds like uh, not a good recipe for success in uh, in Seattle. But that, that's just endemic. The, this is the same mayor well, and governor who are telling Trump to shut up and go away. Right. As always, though, Chad, what you don't understand is that Chaz, Chaz just like just all of the other, the other socialist, socialist utopias, utopias, it just wasn't properly implemented. Again. Sure. Sure. So, so sooner or later, later someone, someone is going to properly implement it, and we will all live happily ever after. after. Uh, yes, I'm, anticipating I'm anticipating that's coming, that's coming any, any day now. now. We just yeah, need I'm to, anticipating somebody's going to suggest it. As they said, they we said, need to just crack a few more eggs to make that, yeah. make that omelet. Yeah, that's not going to – going back to Governor Cuomo, he, he got the same lauding. I'm not responsible for the deaths of my state. I'm not responsible for pandemics. That's the federal government. It's Trump's fault that I botched it completely. It's somebody else's fault, not me. And every Democratic governor I've heard says the same thing. It's not my fault. You didn't give me what I needed. You didn't sure. do what I needed. Well, What's, and that's what's fascinating because I distinctly remember Cuomo screeching about the fact that the federal government better not do anything to mess with New York. If Donald Trump would dare, for instance, to order some sort of lockdown, some sort of curfew, right? That would be the equivalent of tyranny emanating from the White House. But then, and apparently, Mayor Cuomo doesn't seem to understand that he is. Is the, is the chief executive, executive of, his, of his state. Yes. For, for, some, for reason, some reason, he thinks that when it comes, when it comes to, as he, as he said, said, a pandemic, pandemic well, sure, it's a pandemic, but it's affecting, it's affecting the citizens, citizens in, your state, in your state. And one, and of, one of the reasons that you were elected, you were elected governor, governor is, to, is handle to handle the impact of the pandemic, pandemic in, your in your state. state. So, the so the idea that somehow this is now Donald Trump's fault is just, well, it's laughable, but it's exactly what you would expect from these people. They don't want the federal government intruding until they're going to blame the federal government for everything, for everything that they've, that they've done, done wrong, wrong uh, in uh, handling, handling this. Well, and that's that's where it gets a little scary. I don't know if you saw this recently. Um, there's a Democratic House candidate who is telling people to report anytime you see a Trump supporter. Report, report, report to who? To the who? dog catcher? Who? Who? Not who? real clear. Who calling? Not really clear. He said, do not roll your eyes. Do not play nice. Do not worry about hurting someone's feelings. Call it out. Report it. Fight it. We cannot reward or tolerate ignorance. It normalizes it. Okay. Um, who do we report this to? I don't know. Is it like the, the Ministry of MAGA Eradication? I don't know. It's, Call 911. Call 911. There's a man with a red hat. He's driving a mainstream truck. Mainstream candidate for the Democratic Party running for Congress. He's playing Lee Greenwood on his stereo. This is all very alarming. Yeah, that, that's that's the scary part, isn't it? So, shifting gears a little bit, um, do you feel that uh, Biden is making progress or losing ground in his basement? Uh, well, he's progressing. Well, he's progressing right. Sanctuary. 
you know, he's got a progressive, regressing uh, or progressive, got a progressive mental decline. decline. That's one, That's one, one thing one how he's progressing. He's progressing. I, I, you know what? I don't, I don't think, anybody, think anybody, anybody knows anything right anything now about, about the state of the race, of the race as they would as say. Um, um, I think the I think conventional, conventional wisdom, wisdom is that Biden is doing Biden's well. If you look at the polls, polls supposedly, supposedly Biden, Biden has, has large needs in a lot of these polls. polls. I, think I think the polling, the polling right, right now, now and, and, and again, this again, isn't this sort of one of these, I don't believe any polling. No, no. I think right now things are so volatile. And I also think because of the environment we're in, like the example you just gave where people are saying, report, report the Trump supporters from Mordor. I don't think you're ever going to get accurate polling from anyone. Because the because people the that support, support Trump are just Trump not going to say that they, say do. they do until they, until show, they up show up at the voting, at the voting booth, booth. Particularly, particularly the ones, the ones that, are, that are. I'm not talking, I'm not about, talking about the hardcore, hardcore Trump supporters. I'm, I'm talking, talking about the people, people who are sort of in the middle, who have a lot of problems with the president, who don't really like his rhetoric, they don't like his tweeting. They wish maybe it was somebody else, but then they watch what's unfolding in front of them in American cities, and they listen to just just insanity that is emanating from various precincts, and they think to themselves, "I have to vote." For this, for this guy. Those people, Those people are, are not going, going to tell a pollster, I'm, I'm, I'm for I'm MAGA, MAGA. Right? right? So, so is, Biden is Biden making progress? progress? Look, Look, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think that anyone that, anyone that has, not has not already, already you know, you know, been bathing, been bathing in the Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid. Can watch, can watch any, any appearance, appearance by, Joe by Joe Biden, whether for 30, 30 seconds, seconds or two minutes, and not immediately realize, my goodness, this man is not fit, not mentally competent. To hold down down a nine to five five job, job, let alone alone run run this country. country. You just, again, it's, it's again, this sort of gaslighting gaslighting where no one is commenting about the fact that that he can't string together together 30 seconds worth of coherent sentences. sentences. He can't. And so this has just been him, what, softball interviews from his basement bunker, issuing whatever proclamations that he's issuing. I'm running for the Senate. Um, um. When he actually, when he actually has, to has to come out, if he does have to come out and do a debate, for example, do multiple debates, I don't, I don't see any see way that he's going to hold up. Hold I don't think, I don't he, think is he is mentally, mentally capable of doing, of doing that. Well, I, I, didn't I see something? The Democratic Party wants to uh, change the debate, something about the debates, and I didn't get the full gist of it, but it sounds like they basically want Biden to pre-tape his. <laughs> So they can yes, edit it. Yes, yes. I, I'm <laughs> sure they I'm do. Sure they do. <laughs> well, because well, again, it's you know, it's, you if you know, have a live debate, debate, COVID, COVID right? You can't, you can't, you can't do that. Can't. Everyone, Everyone should pre-tape, should pre-tape their, comments. their comments. In fact, in fact actually, what Joe should do is write his out and let somebody else. I don't know. Matt Damon deliver the remarks so they have more, you know, more oomph. I mean, it's his words. So let's have someone from Hollywood actually deliver it. It just it gets. So I. I feel like you're probably right on the people are not going to announce their Trumpness, whether they want to or not. I think because they don't want to get into an argument. It's better to say nothing, go to the poll and vote for whoever you plan to vote for, than to have this discussion because you're going to be, as I read earlier, you're going to be considered a racist, uh, xenophobe, something, some ism or phobe because you have any desire for Trump over Biden. And if that's the case, you're just not going to say anything because you just most people just don't want to deal with that. They, they don't want to have that ongoing conversation. As my dad likes to say, you can have that fight. But at the end of the day, if you were friendly with somebody, you're not changing their mind. They're not changing your mind. There's nothing you're going to say. It's going to change somebody who's anti-Trump. And there's nothing you're going to say. It's going to change your mind to say, oh, well, you're right. 
you're right. I, I should vote for Biden suddenly because something. Well, uh, well so, I think what I we're going to find, out, find is, out is, again, again the, conventional the conventional wisdom, wisdom certainly, certainly among, among the Democratic, Democratic Party, Party is that, that with the, with the economic, economic disaster, disaster that has been that has COVID, been COVID, and it has, and been, it has a been a disaster. I know the market, the market is, rebounding, is rebounding, and, and the jobs report, report recently, recently was very good. Very good. So, so, you know, the CBO is predicting a V-shaped recovery. I get that. But we have... Made an, made an incredibly, incredibly devastating, devastating self-inflicted wound here, here with what's, what's going, going on in the last three or four months. Four months. So, so historically, historically, the assumption, the assumption is, is if a president, president incumbent, incumbent is presiding over that, over that kind of cratering economy, economy at the time of an election, that's very bad for the president. And I think the other assumption they're making is that all of this unrest, all the rioting, the looting, what's going on in all these American cities is going to be blamed on Donald Trump. That's their gamble. I'm not so sure. I think, I think that, that again, again the, the sort of the cohort, cohort of Americans that we're talking about, about that represent the so-called so swing voters. voters. If you're going to tell me that they're looking at that and they're more and they're likely, likely to say, say you know, you know all, those all those people that are burning, burning down, down the targets, targets and, and you know smashing, smashing these small, small businesses, businesses and ranting about whatever it is they're screaming about in the streets and assaulting people who are shopkeepers and innocent bystanders. That's all Donald Trump's fault. I don't, I don't think, think that's going to be their be conclusion. Their conclusion. Uh, uh, and if there is, if a, there debate, is a debate, uh, uh, Joe, Biden Joe Biden is going is to have to take some public, public positions, positions on all of this. this. That's the that's other the thing other that he's thing been insulated, insulated from, from, right? Right. He's going to be he's asked, asked very, very. He's not going to be asked by the moderators because it's all team blue. You know, it'll be it'll be his team lobbing softballs. But Trump is going to force him to address some of these issues. You know, for instance, instance. Do you, uh, do you support defunding, defunding the, police? the police, Joe? <laughs> now, I know now, his I know campaign has, I think, has resisted, resisted officially, officially taking, taking that position. position. Right. But he's going to have to stand on the stage, on the stage in front of a nationwide audience, audience and address those, those kind of questions. questions. What do you, what think, do you think about, about all of the all rioting, rioting, Joe? Do you think do you that, think that is justified? justified? The burning down of businesses, the attacks, the assaults on police? Because remember, Chad, at this point, you're not even allowed to say that that's inappropriate. Right, right. That, that, because, because you're some. Did you happen, did you happen to, see to see the interview, the interview that, that good old Chris Cuomo did, did with, with the gentleman, gentleman who is the plaintiff's attorney in St. Louis, Louis, who uh, defended yeah. his, his mansion from the BLM mob? mob. Did you happen did you to see, happen see that? that? I saw parts, but I didn't see the whole thing. Right, and, right. So, and so Chris Cuomo was was, was literally, literally grilling this guy about how. The, the perception, he was concerned about the fact that Donald Trump was going to be able to use this incident. For those who are not familiar with this, what happened is a very prominent plaintiff's lawyer who lives in St. Louis, lives in a very, very nice multi-million dollar home that they've sort of refurbished. It's in a private development that has literally a wall and a gate, and a bunch of BLM protesters smashed through the outer gate, and there were dozens upon dozens, I think nearly like 80, like 80 to 100, 80 people, 100 people shouting, shouting screaming, screaming, threatening him in his, in his yard. yard. Now, his yard his is bigger than your yard, yard probably. probably. But nevertheless, <laughs> on, his, on property, his property within, let's say, 50 feet of his home, uh, there's a guy uh, there that was clicking together, together like two, two loaded magazines and saying, you're next, and we're going to kill your dog, et cetera, et cetera. And so he and his wife, who, by the way, are committed Democrats, BLM supporters, although that may change, walked outside, he with his semi-automatic rifle, 
rifle, with a pistol, with a pistol holding it holding like, a, it like a, a wine glass, glass and basically, and basically defended, defended their, their property. And this, and of, course, this of course, caused all manner, all manner of apoplexy within the media. media. This, is this is outrageous. outrageous. And, and this guy explained, I'm in fear, I'm in fear for, my for my life. I'm in fear, I'm in fear there's, there's a mob, a mob on, my on my property threatening, threatening to kill me. me. They're going to overrun me and my wife, destroy our home. And Chris Cuomo is telling this guy, well, aren't you concerned about how this is going to be used by the Trump campaign? Notice the question isn't, Maybe the people people shouldn't have broken down a private gate and been stampeding stampeding this man and his family. family. No, no, the question question is, now now aren't you concerned concerned that Donald Trump Trump is going to be able to use this? This picture of you defending your property. property. Isn't this horrible? horrible? How dare you? How dare you do that? This is how far far down the rabbit hole we have gone. Well, I can speculate here that should Trump win, I can only... I would assume the next day there will be uh, hearings for uh, impeachment. Uh, they'll just make something else up because, again, it doesn't really matter. Uh, if they think they're going to get control of the Senate back, I, I certainly expect that they will uh, uh, wait until January and and just they'll get rid of them. They'll be gone. Well, they've well, already they've telegraphed already that if, they, they, if the Democrats, the Democrats uh, regain, uh, regain control, control of the Senate, Senate they, they will nuke the filibuster. The That's, no, That's surprise. no surprise. We knew that, we knew was, that coming. was coming. And so now, so now what, that what that means is now you have to pass any sort of legislation that comes out of the House. house uh, all, uh, all you're going to need, need is a simple majority. majority. Uh, that's, uh, never that's, been, never been, that's never been that's never been the case, but, but th- this has been this coming, has been down, coming the down the road since, since, since Harry Reid started, started this process. This process. So, now so now all it's about is whoever's in power is going to, is going to ratchet, ratchet, you know, the, the, the doomsday doom machine. machine. Um, um, so, so yeah, yeah I, I mean, I mean, the, the, what's, what's the country, the country has, has a very stark decision to make because there really is no middle ground in terms of the current positions that these parties represent. Mm-hmm. And and Joe Biden, Joe Biden of, course, of course, is somehow, is somehow still, still portrayed by the media, by the media as this so-called, so-called moderate. moderate. He's yeah. as he's radical as any of them because he's expressly he's adopted, adopted all of these, all of these policies. policies. He said, you know, said, I'm, I'm going to ban fracking. I'm all for the Green New Deal. Right down the line. The justice system is systemically corrupt. I'm going to – now, again, he's trying to hold the line on defunding the police. I have a feeling that by the time the debates roll around, he will – uh, he'll, uh, he'll he'll also, also assent, assent to that to that nonsense as well. He is, he is all, in all in on the, on the agenda. agenda. So you're so not getting, you're not a, getting moderate. a moderate. You're going, you're to, get going a, to get a basically a, a husk of a man who's a mouthpiece for what has become, what has become a, a, a radical left party. party. And if, and if, if they, are they are in power, in power that's what you're going to get. Good and hard, as they say. I just feel like there's 2016, I think it was a very clear choice. Somebody I didn't want and somebody I couldn't even fathom having. And I think I'm coming to the same conclusion about 2020. I still don't want Trump as the president, but I really don't want Biden because I don't think Biden, he's not Hillary, which I guess makes him better, but he's not better in a different way, but still bad, bad in in all facets. And I, He's a completely completely empty empty suit, suit. meaning Meaning, he's not Hillary Hillary because Hillary had her own ruthless ruthless agenda. agenda. No, No, he's not. not. The problem problem is that he's at a stage where where he's irrelevant. irrelevant. He's just just the guy guy that they need to sit there there to replace replace that orange orange man. man. But every every part part of that agenda, go down the line, 
he's not going to stand in the way of that. Way of that. And whether and it's whether Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, Warren or Kamala, Kamala Harris, Harris or whoever it is, that they, that they, the, people the people that are going, that are going to, have to have control of the decision-making decision and the agenda, it's going to have nothing to do with Joe Biden. He's a rubber he's stamp a rubber for, all of that. for all of that. He's just he's the face, he's the so-called modern face of what has become an incredibly radical Party. party. Their, their, the Democratic, the Democratic party, party is no longer, I mean, they haven't been they for haven't a long time, time, but the acceleration, the acceleration of this has been, has been startling, startling to me. They are a they completely, completely illiberal, illiberal um, they're, 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 they're a they're leftist, leftist party, party now. now. And, and, and to, be honest, to be honest, and I know people, I know people say, well, how can you say this? Their leadership at the national level, they have embraced the kind of policies that are, in my view, uh, you know, you know, starkly, starkly anti-American in the sense, in the sense that, that do you hear do you any, hear of, any them, of them? Any of them? Any of them? Schumer, Schumer Pelosi, Pelosi, Biden, Biden, any of the any candidates, other candidates, other candidates standing, up standing up and saying, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, no. wait a minute." Some of this Some rhetoric, of this rhetoric is, excessive. is excessive. We don't. By the way, we don't need to defund the police. We shouldn't abolish the police. That's crazy talk. That actually harms harms minorities who need their protection. Has any one of those individuals stood up and said, "Stop the madness"? No, no. They're they're fully on board. They're not going to. And I think that's part of the problem. That there is nobody saying the right things. Didn't you say when the primaries came around for the democrats you just need somebody to be sane just be sane not insane not radical just sane and you thought maybe biden was at least by comparison sane but you're you're i guess i look at biden as i feel like he's always been an empty suit i don't care i don't care how long he's been in washington i don't he was from delaware you know only surpassed by being from Rhode Island as, as far as influence in the state or in the country. He came from Delaware. He ran for president three times. This is the third time. The first time he had to get out because he couldn't string together sentences without copying somebody else. The second time he got blown out of the water by Barack Obama. And guess what? He got chosen as Barack Obama's running mate. Why? Because he brought something phenomenal to the ticket? No. He was not going to overshadow Barack Obama at all, any way, shape, or form. He was not going to overshadow him. So, therefore, he's a non-entity as far as that goes. And most vice presidents have been. Let's be honest. Most vice presidents are non-entities outside of uh, the, the simple duties they have to do. I, I like Mike Pence, I think. But if you ask me what his voice sounds like, I'd be hard-pressed to tell you. Because I don't really hear him speak very often. I see a lot of pictures of him. It looks like race from uh, Johnny Quest, but I don't really hear him. Most vice presidents have I've felt that way about in my lifetime. So I'm not super surprised by that, but the fact that the Democratic Party would hitch their wagon to that tells me that they really don't have a clue. And, and I'm not taking Republicans off the hook here. I do believe there's been a transformation. I want to circle back to, to a point that I just made because um, you, referenced um, you referenced our friend, our friend and he's not the he's only not the one that only makes this argument, argument. But, but whenever, whenever you, talk you talk about, about um, the, the, the current the positions, positions of the Democratic, Democratic Party, Party and you and make you statements, statements like, like many of them are explicitly, explicitly anti-American, anti it's, it's you're a fear, you're a fear monger. monger. You're, 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 you're engaging in ridiculous, ridiculous hyperbole. hyperbole. So, so, so here's, here's, what, I, here's what, what I want to offer. Tell me any prominent member of the Democratic Party who would be willing to say. For instance, for instance, 
that that there are, there two, are two biological, biological sexes, sexes, males, males and, females. and females. Tell me tell any, any single, single person, person in any, any position, position of leadership in that party who would be willing, willing tomorrow, tomorrow to, stand to stand up and make that statement. Can you think can of a single, think of a single one, Chad? I can't think okay, of okay. any of them. No, no. Can, can, tell me tell of a single person Democratic, Democratic Party, Party who would be willing to say that this country has the sovereign, has the sovereign right, right to, to enforce, enforce immigration, immigration policies, policies uh, and, uh, and prevent, prevent illegal, illegal immigrants, immigrants from coming, from coming to, this to this country. Name a single one of them who would stand up and make that statement. I cannot. There isn't a single one. Name me a single one who would be willing to say, while I support, While I support a woman's, a woman's right, to right to choose, there should, there should be, be reasonable, reasonable restrictions, particularly in late term, term on, abortion. on abortion. Name, Name a, person a person that would say that, that there's, there's not a one. one. In, fact, in fact, Joe Biden, Biden the so-called so devout, devout Catholic, Catholic, has already, has already uh, uh, you know, you know, backtracked yeah. on his one, one supposed principle, principle, which was the Hyde Amendment. Not a single one would say that. Name me a single one that would say, I'm not willing to provide illegal aliens with federal health care benefits, benefits. Yeah. not okay. not a single, a single one we can go down can go the list down name a single one of them will be willing to say anything supportive, supportive of the state of, of israel. israel not um, not a single, a single one. one so if so someone if wants someone to tell, wants me tell me that my characterization, my characterization of their of party's, party's platform, platform is, is overstated and ridiculous and exaggeration find me someone on any, on of, any these of these positions, positions which, again, which again, literally, literally 24, 24 hours, hours ago, ago would have been, would have been it would be it would incredible, be incredible to, even to even conceive that a standard bearer for one of the two major parties in this country would not be willing to take those kind of positions. Tell me a single one of them would be willing to say all lives matter or that someone should stand for the American flag. Not a single one. And so, so I don't want to hear the pushback that this is fear mongering because this is exactly what their party has come to represent. And you are not wrong in that. And that. I, I would love to have a legitimate candidate that I could support completely. And I don't have that. I, I, I don't have it. And I'm upset that I don't have it. I'm upset that I'm given again, just like I was in 2016, I'm given two choices that I really don't want to make. And in November, I'm gonna have to make a choice and it's a foregone conclusion for me who it's going to be, but I still have to make a choice. I don't really want to make, and I don't, I don't buy that. I got to sit out. I can't participate. Uh, other people say that. And I'm like, I'm just not going to do that. I, I need to participate, but I need to know that I can support something about the candidate. And, and I guess Trump is the only one I can feel like I can support. Yeah. Even yeah. half-heartedly. Well, and that's, well, and that's, that's, what, that's I what I said. I've said, I've said, I've said this before. This before. Um, um, I didn't vote, I didn't for, vote him for him last time. Last time. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't possibly, possibly vote for Hillary. For Hillary. I still have I all, still the, have same, all the, same, I have the same. I have same reservations, reservations about him. And 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 I am not somebody who thinks he's a man of good character. We've gone through that. I am not a guy who's an apologist for him at all. But but I'm in a position now, and I think most people who are conservatives, many of whom are evangelical Christians, as our friend likes to evaluate them, would say. Given, given the alternative, the alternative given, given the current, current political, political agenda, agenda 
of those who are opposing him. We haven't even talked about, which I think is the most significant thing, the last three years of an attempt to use every governmental agency at its highest level to overturn the results of this election. It's exactly what is going on. The more that comes to light, the more outrageous it is. The media doesn't care about this. They're cheerleading it. Given what is arrayed against him, I will sprint to the poll and happily vote for him. And there's no, I won't even think a millisecond about, about that, decision, that decision because that because is, that how, is stark how stark the differences, the differences are. are. And, no and no matter how, how problematic, problematic Donald Trump's Trump personal, personal character, character is, uh, uh, you let, you these, let people these people in power, in power and again, and I'm, again saying I'm saying this as a Christian, Christian because, because I, I'm, I'm fully, fully capable of evaluating, evaluating the policy effects, effects of this. Of this. If you want to have, have a debate about the morality of what of they what are they about, about, I can have, I can that, have debate that debate all day, all day long. long. And I will, I will, I will talk, talk about, about every single policy position, position even, though even though it sounds, sounds nice, nice, right? right? All, all, all our good intentions. intentions. The, reality the reality on the ground, the ground the perfect, perfect example, example is, well, we support, we support BLM. BLM, BLM look at what they are doing to the black community. Look at the lives that have been destroyed, businesses in the last month. Destroyed, destroyed by the rioting, by the rioting, by the hate, hate, hate. And what and do you what think is going to come from, from defunding, defunding the police? The police. Yeah. If you wanted, if you to, wanted pick, to pick, if you wanted, if you to, pick wanted to pick a single issue, issue uh, uh, if you were if somebody, you were somebody that, wanted that wanted to hurt, hurt the African-American, African-American community, community the most, the, most. the, one, the thing one thing that you would thing choose, choose to do is remove police protection from urban areas where there's high crime, gangs, predators, because, because those, those are, the people. are the people, the minorities, minorities not all minorities, minorities there. there's, there's whites, whites as well, but, well, but if you want to talk about how do I most damage, how do I most harm, harm the African-American community, community. I, know what I'll I know what I'll do. I'll remove I'll police protection, protection from, them from them when they most, when they most need it. it. That is that the is fundamental, the fundamental agenda, agenda of the organization, of organization that right now is being held up as essentially the flag bearer for the Democratic Party. And why do you think that is? morality all day long. But why do you believe... And I don't know the answer to this. That's why I'm asking. What is the rationale for claiming one thing but not actually doing that thing? And and I think this has been propagated by the Democratic Party for the last 50 years. I think they they tell the black community, we're here to help you. We're here to help you. We're here to help you. And yet, I don't know appreciably in those communities and those states where that's actually happened. I, I feel like it's it's a pipe dream. But it keeps, is it because you're so do, so far down the rabbit hole, you go, well, I can't possibly vote for somebody else. I can't put some other group in power because then I'll lose what little I have. So I just keep doing it without actually, you know, knowing it's going to work. I'm just going to keep it doing is, it. It's, it is it's inexplicable. inexplicable. I've, I've compared, compared it before to some sort of strange, strange version of Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. Um, um you're right. You're right. It is a, it fascinating, is a fascinating sort of sociological, sociological question about, about why, why would people, people who have existed, existed under this type, this type of, government of government for decades, for decades and have and seen, seen nothing, nothing improved, improved. Crime has not gone away. Poverty, poverty, cycles, cycles of dependence, everything. It's, 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 it's been the same. It's, it's, it's like you're in some, some sort of, uh, uh, you know, frozen in amber, amber for the last 40, 40 50, 50 years in these blue-dominated blue enclaves. enclaves. Why would Why they continue, would they continue to, vote to vote the same, same people? people? I, I, don't I, I don't know. I mean, I mean part, of, part it is, of it is the, the, the media, media propaganda that they hear, the drumbeat about, you know, the white oppressor and everyone who opposes 
the Democratic Party, Party initiatives is a racist. I mean, that's, I mean, that's part, part of, part all, of this. all of this. But, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't fundamentally, fundamentally really, really, really understand, understand it. And I think, and I think there's, a there's a lot of prominent, prominent African-American African intellectuals, intellectuals who are, many of them who are not at all conservatives, who are starting, not starting, have been pointing out that the, the, the Democratic, Democratic Party's, Party's project, project it's, 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 it's hold, hold on the African-American American community. They've, they've done, nothing done nothing for the African-American African American community. community. And, in fact, and in fact, many, many of, their of their policies, policies for, instance, for instance, because they're beholden to teachers, teachers unions, unions, they vehemently they oppose any attempt, attempt for, for school, choice, school choice, for vouchers. For vouchers. And we can and have we a policy, policy debate about that. But the point is, is these people, people sit in their, in their ivy-walled mansions, mansions, right? And, right? Their, and homes their homes in the suburbs, in the suburbs and their penthouses and say, no, 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 no. You, 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 they send their kids to Sidwell friends like the Obamas, right? Right. Their kids aren't going to these schools, but somehow their constituents, people they claim to care about, you must stay in the drug-infested, crime-infested, Academic academic failing, failing public school, school system in these areas, areas cannot cannot leave. leave. You must you must stay. stay. And the only and the response, response every year, every year when, when the, the, the outcomes are just as bad as we just need more money, more money. And, we and we keep pouring and pouring, and pouring more, more money down, down a black, black hole. hole. And at some and point, you would think someone would say, maybe we should try something different. Different, but but apparently, apparently, there's not enough people to think that way. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess the same could be applied to a. Uh, conservatives, Republicans, we continue to. That's come to light in more conversations I've had based on the uh, Supreme Court rulings that we talked about last time. We continue to vote for some of the same people, and we still don't get the results we think we want or claim we want. And I'm not even sure if what we think we want is truly what we actually need uh, in a lot of cases. And I think that's part of the problem. I think we, I mean, I. I'll use an example for myself. I think a flat tax versus uh, the taxes tax system we have currently would be a better solution, knowing that I would pay more ultimately in taxes, but it would, it would make my April or in this case, July tax filing so much easier if I could just do a flat tax, which is basically when people say flat tax couldn't work, couldn't work, couldn't work. That's basically what local taxes are. They're flat tax. Yeah. Here's how yeah. much you made. Here's how much we, this percentage we want. That's flat tax. You know, it's, it's a much smaller percentage because it's a much smaller area, but that is a flat tax. Um, a lot of states, if they have an income tax, it's similar, but it's a little, so it can be more complicated depending on the state you're in. Federal tax system is, oh, is a oh. mess, total mess. It's a, it's but a, it's, but it's, it's a mess, mess that is profitable, that is profitable for, for sure. a, wide a wide swath, swath of, people. of people. There are just there are far just too many, many opportunities, opportunities for graft, graft and corruption, corruption for, for, anyone for anyone to to amend, to amend the, monstrosity the monstrosity that is the federal, is the federal tax, tax code. code. Uh, uh, there, there, there are too there many built-in rent seekers who can benefit from the way the system currently is. And there's not enough motivation. I mean, one of the other things I would say as someone, As who, someone is who is a conservative, and again, I, and I, I you know, you know, the Republican, Republican Party is completely, completely abjectly, abjectly failed, failed to do to anything, anything about the spiraling, spiraling debt. debt. They have, done, they have done, zero. done zero. In fact, not, in fact, not only have they, they done, done nothing, nothing, they have exacerbated, they have exacerbated the, problem. the problem. They're not as They're bad, not as, bad as, the as the Democratic Party, Party but you know what? We're at the stage where it really doesn't much matter. And so, and so, your question about why do we keep putting these same people there? I'm not sure because because. This has now this been has obscured now been by all of what's been going, going on, on, all the madness, all the madness and, the COVID and COVID and everything. And everything. 
whatever the whatever national, national debt, debt clock, clock is, is, it's what is it, 22 trillion? I don't know. I haven't looked recently, but it's but it's 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 numbers that most people can't even fathom. And, and the Republican, Republican Party, Party in, Congress in Congress has shown, shown no, inclination no inclination whatsoever, whatsoever to, do to do anything. anything. And, so and so I am completely, completely sympathetic, sympathetic to someone, someone from, from a different political, political perspective, perspective saying, saying, you guys talk, talk all, the all the time about, about we need to we bring, need down, bring the down the debt, we need to balance the budget. budget. You never do you never a thing. Do a and you know what? They're absolutely correct. They, they they have done, they have nothing. done nothing. The Paul Ryan's, Ryan's of the world, all, all these guys, guys that talk, that a, talk good a good game, game. they have, they done, have zero. done zero. And so, and so the, next the next crisis that we have, that we have which, which we just can't just keep, keep kicking this down the road, down the road is, is we are very soon going to be in a position where we run out of other people's money. And, and, you know, you sure, know, we sure, keep, we keep printing it from, it from the, the money tree, tree or, whatever, or whatever, but there's going to be gonna major, major talk systemic, systemic problems when, when the day of the reckoning, day of reckoning is, approaching. is approaching for social security, social security for, entitlements, for entitlements, as they, as they continue, continue to represent, represent what are they now? They're, they're above, above. I think social, I think social security, security, Medicare, Medicare and entitlements, entitlements are now, are now well, well over 50% of the entire, entire budget. budget. And of course, and of those, course are those are non-discretionary expenses. expenses. Yeah. So, so, and that, and that is, is exponentially increasing, increasing year over year. year. And you know and what? You know what? The, Republican the Republican Party, Party has done zero nada. Yeah. them that tie. I, I want that third party candidate. I want that third. I don't think it's a tea party. I don't think that's really the direction, but I, I just feel like every time I turn around, I'm getting nothing. I'm getting nothing in return for my vote. I'm getting platitudes. I'm getting, well, it's harder than you think. We got to do this. We got to do that. But you're right. There, there's built in graft and corruption and we cannot get what we what I think we deserve. I, I hear people tell me all the time, well, the government's going to take care of it, whether it's Chris Cuomo or Andrew Cuomo or Ron Wolf. I just feel like, stop telling me the government's going to take care of me. I don't want to hear that. I'm sick of hearing that because it's not true. They're not going to take care of me. The government eats itself. It takes all you give it, and it always wants more. And I'm tired of being told, you got to give me more. I need another dollar out of your pocket to give to somebody else. Somebody else needs your money well, well, other than better, you. Better, you better hope, better hope um, if good old, uh, good old, uh, good old Saint, Saint Nick, Nick Biden, Biden uh, is president. Uh, is president. I, think I think his current, current tax, tax increase proposal, proposal. Uh, not only not is only the, it is the, the largest, largest in history, history, not only for the United, United States, States, but for, but for any, any country, country in the history of the world. Of the world um, if you thought, um, if you that, thought Bernie that Bernie was uh, uh, audacious, audacious. Yeah. Biden, Biden has, has outstripped him by, I think, a factor of four. four. Uh, uh, in other words, I think he's somewhere at like, like four, four trillion, trillion in tax, tax increases. increases. How? So, you know, you're talking earlier, earlier about, about kind of what's going to happen. happen. We may well, actually we have, actually to, have live to live through a period where these people get to be in charge. And, and in other words, in other words until, until the reality, the reality of, of what is what actually, actually happening, happening in terms of crime, crime in terms of, in terms of taxation, taxation uh, uh, hits, hits people, people 
where it where really, it really, really hurts, hurts enough for them to say, to say you know what, you know what? We, just we just can't live, can't live like this anymore. anymore. And it may, and take, it may a take a lot of pain and a lot of destruction, apparently, before the country's going to wake up, before the people that think they support these things are actually affected by those policies. See, that's one of the reasons you asked earlier, why do they support this stuff? Because most of them think that their little central planning is never going to hit their little gated community, right? Right. Well, guess what? Guess what? When the, when BLM, the BLM mob shows up at the Seattle mayor's house, house, she doesn't like, she doesn't it. like it. And there may, and have, there to may have to be a, a period of time, a period of time where all the people that people thought this was such a great idea because it makes them feel emotionally satisfied. satisfied. You know, we're, you know, we're, we're supporting, supporting the right things, things actually, actually sees the wreckage, the wreckage of these policies, policies affecting, affecting them, them to the point where they're willing to say, we can't, we can't engage in this fantasy anymore. I would say that's probably true, except we're seeing it in New York city. I mean, the 70s of New York City was a cesspool of crime yeah, yeah. and utter misery. I mean, I think I don't think people today who didn't live then or, or again, didn't study history because apparently history is difficult and it, it doesn't paint everything as a positive. So we don't want to learn about it. New York City was a pit. It, it could have been compared to Sodom and Gomorrah in ancient times. It was horrid. And they continued to elect the same group of garbage until until, week until, 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 they didn't. until they didn't for a brief time. Right. And then they right. went back to the same garbage again. People don't, People learn. don't learn. But well, again, they, 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 eventually they eventually got, got to, to the breaking, breaking point. point. And we may and have we to may go have through, this through this ridiculous, ridiculous cycle, cycle once again, once again where, people where people somehow have to relearn, have to relearn reality. reality. But I don't, I don't want my betters, and I use that in air quotes, to be I don't want to have to live through my betters stupidity. No, you're right. You're right. And I'm not saying Trump is, is the answer because I don't think he is in a lot of cases, but the people you're, you're putting up there and telling me this is what's best for me are morons. And I don't use that term lightly. Although my wife would say I do, they have no concept from an economic standpoint, from a financial standpoint, from a policy standpoint. It's all about how I feel. We read that from Dr. Levine earlier in the podcast. It's how you feel. It's what you're doing that makes me feel. I don't care about your feelings if your feelings are stomping all over me. Because you feel doesn't mean it's okay to stomp all over my, my carcass. Because that's what I get. You're saying we might have to live through it. I don't want to live through it. Well, of course you I don't. I want somebody to wake up and have a clue. But what you, well, what you need to understand is that it's not so much sure. sure it's about it's their not feelings, not and feelings and emotions because, because it's completely irrational, irrational but, but it's about, about their, their arrogance. arrogance. Yes. These, These people, people think, think that they, they are, entitled are entitled to rule. To rule. This is the entire predicate for what went on for the last three years with Donald Trump. The so-called elites within our government decided this guy cannot be president. The lemmings have gotten it wrong. This is impossible. The smart people, the virtuous people, the guardians of the polity, we need to do something to fix this because they just didn't get it right. And so, and so when you when say you, you don't want to live through this, through this, they don't, they don't care. care. They don't care what you want. In fact, this is true on both sides of the political divide. Sure. Most of these people are entirely disconnected from the everyday lives of the people that they represent. They don't consider themselves representatives.
representatives. representatives. They, consider they consider themselves, themselves to be rulers, rulers right? right? And if you and don't, if you like, don't their like their agenda, well, well then they're then going, they're going to, force to force you to do what, to do they, what they want because they just, they just know, know better. better. You're, you're, you're sort, sort of like, of like a, child a child that will not, will not be, disciplined. be disciplined. And as long and as, as you go along and take your binky and nap when they want you to, things are going to be fine. But otherwise... If you get if the you wrong get the person, person, in other words, in other you elected, you elected the, bad the bad orange man, man and that, was, that a was a mistake, and you need to be you punished, punished for that, and they're going to fix it. Fix it. Uh, that, uh, is that is the attitude, attitude of almost every person, person that is that in federal government. government. It's about, it's about them, them maintaining power. power. They don't really they don't care really what the care real world effects, effects of their policies are. A perfect example of this, again, if we want to use Black Lives Matter, is I will believe that slogan. We've talked about this. Yet again, another weekend of hundreds of people being shot, dozens murdered in multiple cities. Chicago, Atlanta, New York City, murder is skyrocketing. Not a single mention of any of this on the media. No protesting, no Al Sharpton's, no rioting, no looting, no chanting. Again, you're going to need to convince me that you actually care about black lives because George Floyd, as tragic as that was and as awful as that was, the only reason you really care about that is because of the color of the skin of the cop who did that Because that is not really the problem. But you don't want to talk about the actual problem. And so I'm free to disregard what you're saying as completely illegitimate and disingenuous. Yeah, you brought. we wanted to talk about this before we go out. You said the last time you wanted to talk about the shooting in Atlanta at the Wendy's. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Did, did we not? Did we not really go we, into we, we, we ran out of time last time, and you said you wanted to bring it up this time. So well, I mean, well, I think I mean, the only thing that, that should be said about that is this is yet another. You want to talk, want to talk about, about demoralizing, demoralizing the police? The police. Uh, this uh, is a this gentleman. Is a gentleman um, if you didn't, if you see, didn't this, see this, it's an amazing, amazing uh, just an event. Tragic. Tragic. This guy is a multiple felon. Felon. He fell, he asleep, fell asleep, asleep in his, in his car, car in the drive-through drive lane at Wendy's. Asleep? Well, well, he, he was in he was some in sort of state where he was not was aware of his surroundings, whether he was sleeping, sleeping or, or in a, in a alcohol-induced alcohol fugue state. Fugue who knows? State, but he was not but alert, was not alert to, time to time and time and place. And he was, and in, he his was car, in his car, stopped in the drive-through. That became a problem. Someone called the police. The police showed up. Showed up. Officer, and this is all on body cam video, entire from beginning to end, and polite, polite. Addressing the man, man, asking him questions, questions, says, you know, you're going to need to pull your car out of the lane, they have to pull over. Another cop, Another cop shows up, and I forget the name of the police officers, officers. But the second, the second guy, guy who was there is a highly decorated police officer who specializes, he's on a special task force for DUI. He's one of these guys that has extra training, this what he does, and presumably that's why he was called. He arrives, his body camera is on, he interviews this guy, starts asking about what he drunk that evening, of course the guy lies, because he eventually Eventually, eventually blows, blows, you know, one point four. I think so he's, he's he's almost, almost double, double the legal limit. limit. He's intoxicated, and up to that, up point, to that point, which goes on for about thirty minutes, it's been a fairly, fairly polite. polite Conversation, conversation, there's no there's issues, issues, they're speaking to this man respectfully, respectfully. And, of, and of course the, the officer then is faced with the prospect, prospect of, oh, we're going to have to place, place you under arrest. arrest. Because, because what are they going to do? They're going to let this man who's obviously impaired, he's drunk, go on his merry way? Right, no. right. As he yeah. as he careens into somebody, and so what winds up happening is, is the minute they, they try to put him in cuffs, cuffs uh, the man, uh, the man freaks, freaks out, becomes violent, violent, attacks the officers, they get into a scuffle. He takes one of the officers' tasers. 
eventually, eventually runs, runs away, away, and as he's running away, away turns, turns and fires, fires the taser, the taser at, the at the pursuing officer, officer who, then who then uses his, his weapon, weapon, his revolver, his revolver um, um, and, shoots and shoots the man, the man tries to resuscitate him, him, and the guy dies. Guy dies. And then and there's, there's a riot, a riot. They, burn they burn down the Wendy's, and now, and now the crusading, crusading um, district attorney, who's also, who's also apparently, apparently up to his up neck in corruption. corruption, he's being, he's being investigated, investigated for not only campaign finance fraud, but some sort of some sexual, sexual harassment. harassment. He's decided he's, he's going to charge the cop who did this with essentially a version of felony murder that would potentially subject him to death penalty. Uh, com uh, completely, completely outrageous. outrageous. Uh, the, uh, facts the facts that are on, that are on video, video that are shown there. And you know, I've heard people say, "Oh, you know, you know, you don't have, you don't, you don't have, have to use your weapon. You should have let the guy go." No, 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 no. That's not how it works. If you let the guy go, oh, and and the other part of this is this man is a multiple felon. He was again violating his parole, which is the reason that he became violent. They were going to arrest him because he was going to go back to prison. He's not a good dude. Uh, uh, this man has been, man has the, been the, the, cop the cop who acted, acted in, my in my view completely, completely appropriately. appropriately. Um, um, you want to question the, the, the use of force? force okay, okay, but I don't but see it. See he's being charged, being charged with murder. murder. And as and a result, as a result of, that, of that, many of many the Atlanta police officers refused to show up for work. The next day, sort of, you know, there was a huge defection. And and there's now reports in Atlanta where the cops have basically withdrawn. There was a report a couple days ago that there was a man that was murdered in downtown Atlanta. His body was covered in a sheet in the middle of the street for hours. Hours. No police. And this, and is, this what is what you sow, you the, sow wind, the wind, you reap, you reap the whirlwind. The whirlwind. And, this and this gets back to, I think, the question I started us with. with why would why any person, person who is of sound mind want to be want a police officer? The answer, the answer is, is most don't. don't and those that are, unfortunately, are getting out. out. Because it is a no-win no situation. You're risking your life in these areas. And if you do risk your life and do everything correctly, you're going to be prosecuted for murder anyway if you shoot the wrong person. So why do it? Why do it? There's no reason I can think of, and I, I do not blame the. I do not blame the police force for saying, "Okay, this is how you're going to treat us. We're not coming in. Prove it. Prove I'm not sick. I, I don't think you can. I. I think any time, and I feel this way about any profession where people second guess you after the fact when they're not in the situation you're in. And I think there's legitimate cases, uh, you know, soldiers, um, the massacres in Vietnam. I think you can legitimately say, okay, you, you screwed up and you should not have done what you did. But I think if somebody's in the heat of the moment shooting a weapon at you, which this attorney two weeks before, prior to this said a taser was a lethal weapon. Yes. Yes. I, I don't, I don't know how you can say shoot him in the leg. Cause I saw Joe Biden say that shoot him in the leg. We need to train police officers to shoot him in the leg. Well, I got news for you, Joe. When somebody's shooting at me, I'm shooting at anything back that I can hit. Now, maybe that's not the right way to respond, but that's what you do. And you shoot for center mass. Well, of course. You shoot for the biggest area, not the smallest area. It shows you how disconnected from reality and unserious. Okay, this is a guy who wants to be president. He's talking about shooting people in the leg. Anyone that knows anything about law enforcement, about any type of lethal engagement, you pull a weapon, you're shooting to kill. Yeah, that's, that's the reason. The reason. If, you're if you're not shooting, shooting to kill, you should not have your weapon out. Have your weapon out. So, yep. and so the idea that you're going to wing somebody in the kneecap, like in some, uh, you know, Western, Western. Western. it's just crazy, crazy talk. talk. But this, but this is, again, these, these are the people, people that want to implement want to public, public policies about the police. Again, talking, yeah, they don't know the difference between an automatic and a semi-automatic weapon. They think guns look scary because they have camo on them and barrel shrouds on them. They don't even know how the weapon works. This is part of the problem. 
they have yeah, no, no idea, idea what they're, idea talking, what they're talking, about. talking about. All they're doing, all they're doing is, based is based on pure emotion, pure, emotion, pure sort of pure visceral reaction, and pure demagoguery. That's, that's, that's all, that, all is. that is. Oh, shoot oh, them, in, shoot the them in the leg. Couldn't you have shot, shot him in the shot ankle? ankle? Why, sure. did, why, did, you know, why didn't you, know, why you why lasso, lasso him? Shoot it out of their hand, right? It's nonsensical, but this is the kind of, you can't really have a meaningful debate with someone that says that. And I guess that's where I'm coming from. You can't, I don't want you second-guessing me when I'm going by the manual. I'm going by the, the approved standards of what we're supposed to do. And you're right. I don't want to go to London where they don't carry weapons, where the police don't actually have guns, but the criminals do. Um, you want to see something on – watch a TV show or a limited series called Luther on Netflix. It's about uh, Idris Elba as a policeman in, in London. You, the whole time you're watching, you're going – well, if he just had a gun, he could have taken care of that <laughs> bad guy who was running away, killing people. But he doesn't have a gun, so he has to put his hands in his pockets and walk around moody. The reality is he, police have to have weapons. Police have to be able to do police work. They can't be expected to never actually be violent. Now, I understand violence is abhorrent in normal society. But if you're a police officer or a soldier, that's kind of par for the course. They're not career counselors. They're not uh, babysitters. They're not uh, taxis. They're police. That's what they do. They stop criminals. They stop crime, hopefully preventative, but sometimes after the fact. But that's what they do. And, and expecting them to be counselors and taxi cabs and babysitters is insane because that's not what they do. That's what taxi cab drivers do. That's what babysitters do. And that's what uh, counselors do. That's, they're not the same piece people. So expecting people who come with violence every day to not sometimes be violent in return, it's not real. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, George Floyd should not have been killed in the manner he, in which he was killed because that should not have happened. The guy in Atlanta resisted arrest and shot a weapon at a policeman and then seemed shocked that he got shot. I'm, I don't understand. If I shoot at a policeman, I have to expect they're going to shoot back. I'm sorry. I don't care what I'm shooting at them. I'm shooting at them. They shouldn't just take it because I'm there. They should be able to respond in kind. I, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, no, 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 person, no person who, who is, is, is interested, interested in, in sort of having, sort of a, having good a good faith conversation, conversation about this does understand, understand it because, because – Again, Again, we're, we're not we're even not debating even things, things that are reasonable, reasonable alternatives, alternatives here. here. Um, um, I think that I think the biggest takeaway from all of this is, is that this current this movement, movement uh, which, uh, which is attacking all police and claiming all police are the justice system is systemically racist, racist, all that this, this is, going is going to accomplish is that, that more African Americans are going to die. Yeah, that's the reality. The reality is that more African Americans And why do I say that? Because, and we've talked about this ad nauseum. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, the, the people the that African-Americans African in these areas most, areas have, most to fear have to fear are not police, are not police but are other, other African-Americans. African and when and the police, when the police withdraw, withdraw, shockingly, crime increases, violent crime increases. This has been studied. studied. You, don't you don't need to study it. You don't need an expert to figure this out. When law goes away, lawlessness prevails. And lawlessness includes many people who are willing to kill others. And in the African-American community, they're most at risk of being killed, of being by, killed by other African Americans. Uh, that, that, that's, that's, you're apparently not apparently allowed to not say, allowed that. say that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, that's, that's true. true. And so and defunding, so defunding the, police, the police, attacking the police, attacking the police look, look, everyone, everyone, every 
sane person, person is for weeding out, out and, prosecuting and prosecuting to the fullest, to the fullest extent, extent rogue, rogue officers, officers who violate and abuse, and abuse their authority, their authority who, who, who engage in something, in something that are wrongful, wrongful killing. killing. And if you want to if talk, talk about, about realist, realist forms, forms in, terms in terms of, of you know, you we can even talk about things like removing qualified immunity, all sorts of things like that. You can have a you can have a debate about that. But just screaming defund the police and actually thinking that that is going to benefit the African-American community is not a rational position. It never has been. And and that goes back to my other question. Why do we, why do you keep voting for people who are not, do not have your best interests at heart, never had your best interests at heart and still continue to tell you that we have your best interests at heart. I, I'm just confused by that because it doesn't make any sense to me, but that's where I come from. It's a pretty good, pretty mind, good trick. mind trick. I'll say that. I'll say that. Yeah. If I said I have your best interest in every time I did, you know, it works as a parent up to a point, but eventually your kids figure it out and go, wait a minute. You keep saying you have my best interest, but you keep locking me in my room and don't give me dinner. I'm not sure you really understand the word of best interest, but it doesn't seem to happen on a political scale. We don't see that on a regular basis. It just seems to be, oh, I know what I said, but it's somebody else's fault. I couldn't get it done because somebody else didn't let me. Even though I told you I'm the guy to make it happen or I'm the woman to make it happen. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, next week, week, uh, I want to talk talk about about, uh, the NBA NBA and China. China. Oh, one of the things we didn't didn't touch on a lot of time, time, uh, which of uh, course is also buried buried in in, in, given all the other events events, is what's going going on on with China China and Hong Kong, which is very, very, very significant. Not in the news much. You might notice. I wonder why. I can't imagine. All right. Well, that's all I got for tonight. That's all you got, Tony. That is, that is the full, full load. load. <laughs> I'll take that as a we're out of here. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chad. I'm Tony. Tony. Good night. This has been a Hannah Tree production.